Welcome to The After Pulse, a bonus episode from Mary, SJ, Jason, and PJ, your Community Pulse hosts. Here's what they're saying about this episode. It's, it's weird because when, when we start doing these, or when we started, or when Mary and Jason started, really, mm-hmm. I didn't really know what to expect as far as how much agreement people had in what we do. Um, because, I mean, we talked about the fact there's so much diversity in what DevRel is from, yep. you know, documentation writer to technical writer to blogger to, you know, whatever. Um, and yet a lot of people agree that there's, there's, there's a main thrust, but at the same time, it doesn't mean that there's only one type of person that can do this. Yeah, completely agreed. Um, I, I think that that's sort of like a place that we keep coming to in these different conversations. There are a couple of, at least what I was interested in. I, at first I thought the conversation was going towards a direction of like, well, it doesn't look like there's any solid commonalities here. Interesting <laughs> topic, right? But then I do think that by the end of it, we did come out with a couple of things, mm-hmm. like one being um, the ability to you know, be flexible. And like inevitably, I think the one thing these roles share in common is like, you know, needing to do many different things, even if it's in within a specific domain of like blogging, like blogging itself is a multifaceted role, right? There's a lot of different pieces to think about. Um, And then I think one thing that didn't actually come up specifically um, in this conversation, but I feel like if we had kept going, it would have gotten there, um, is this sort of bottom line of sharing a passion for working with developers, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And whether that's because you're a developer yourself or you just like enjoy working with developers like people like me. Um, that is another one of the sort of like features that I think we can all share. But at the end of the day, there's a lot of different people doing a lot of different things. Absolutely. And in different, even, even if people are doing the same things, they're doing them in different ways. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, if we, if we just look at the, you know, take any conference, any tech conference you want and look at the speaker lineup and look at their presentations. I mean, hell, you could have five or six different ways that people are doing their slides, yeah. much less the topics that they're speaking on or the way they present. I know that I speak, you know, when I do talks, it's generally very casual. There's usually a point where it's impassioned, but it's usually pretty casual. There's some jokes. I kind of like to, you know, I like to, to treat it like a stand-up routine. Like mm-hmm. I want to, I don't, I'm not just here to say things and, and, and reinforce your biases or, or tear them down. What I'm there to do is, is to entertain and inform you. Yeah. Um, and you have to have that. But I also know people that give very legitimate and very good presentations that are very strictly regimented on here is the technical content. Here is why it works. Here's a, here's how it works for you kind of stuff. And maybe one of the interesting points to that and um, a sign of, you know, the fact that our industry is growing in kind of the right way is that people receive information in lots of different ways. So there needs to be that kind of diversity in presenting in uh, putting together, you know, learning materials. And um, because there's all these different types of folks doing it in different ways, it just means more developers can learn in the ways that work best for them. Right. And I mean, and a lot of it is involved in our perception. Like we talked, we talked about diversity of, of job when it comes to DevRel, but there's also a diversity of perspective. You know, the, the, the way that I look at a problem or look at an idea or look at a, a product or a tool is going to be different from the way that you do because you have different experiences than I do. Um, and it, I think it's really important 
um, that we take that into account when people are presenting ideas. Sometimes, you know, I've run a few conferences. I think everybody knows that. At the when I look at who I want to speak in my conference, sometimes I will have more than one person speaking on the same subject, because there's no way. There's no way. It has never happened that they're going to attack the subject the same way. Yeah. Um, and that's, I think, good because you're going to have certain people who who like. A and some people who like B. It's not a, you know, it's it's like a Pepsi challenge. Listen, they're both colas. Mm -hmm. In the end, you get a little buzz off the caffeine, a lot of buzz off the sugar, and that's the way it works. But one of them is the one you like. In the same way that when someone presents them, it's gonna something's gonna hit you in the right way, the way that you need it to. And other people might present the same information a different way, and it just doesn't doesn't work for you. Mm -hmm. um, and that's why I think like the diversity of transmission is also key to like having DevRel. We need more people in DevRel doing the same stuff yeah. or else, or else it just. Yeah. That's a really good point. That's a really good point. When I first started, there were people, it was, it was often like, like we talked about CTOs, uh, head, heads of engineering, uh, directors of engineering who were there and giving very driver. When I came up and I did, you know, some of my first talks and people were like, this dude's trying to be funny. And I don't know if I was successful. Um, I do know that one of my first major talks, Jessica Kerr was there and her laugh cuts through a room and it's awesome. So I thought I was doing awesome. So I just yeah. kept going with it. Um, but at the same time, like there are a lot of people who are like, did you not take the subject seriously? Did you not? And I'm like, no, why do we always have to be so damn serious? Like this is technology people. We are not 99% of the time saving the world. We're actually kind of fucking it up. Um, <laughs> don't <laughs> just saying sorry everybody womp womp things developer you, you did promise this conversation would go there <laughs> yes yes um it, it always does mm -hmm. but i mean like but you know that's just my perspective and sometimes you need that perspective because if yeah. it's always and this is where the evangelism thing comes in it's always like super positive cheerleader everything we do is great relocate to san francisco life is awesome <laughs> move to san francisco no i did that been there done that over <laughs> I, it I never have, never planned to, not going to happen. Don't need to. But it's, it's kind of a, like, it's, it's kind of that attitude of, you know, there's more than, oh, I hate this phrase, but I love it. Um, there's more than one way to skin a, skin a cat. I really, really hate that phrase. But it's true. Can we make up a new one? There's, there's more than, more than one, one way to way peel a potato. To pet a cat. There's more than one way to peel a potato. Okay, fine. If we have to remove the skin off something, let's peel a potato. Yeah, because okay. that, that ends up with deliciousness. That's true. But yeah, I thought, I thought it was interesting. I mean, if you look at, so you have, you know, four people who came to DevRel at different times, even though we've all been doing it for a while, um, from different locations geographically. I mean, we had three different countries represented. Like it's true. Fucking United Nations of DevRel right there. <laughs> um, but like in, in all seriousness, like there's there's no way that that Giryan coming from an Oracle, like this giant thing. And I started in little tiny baby startups and you bounced around start, startups and API focused. And I know um, I know that Amanda has been at big companies and small companies. Mm -hmm. Like it's no one has the same journey. Yet here we all are having conversation knowledgeably about this awesome thing that we do. I think it's cool that like there are a lot of folks invested in not just their jobs, but the industry as a whole too. Um, like, yeah, I mean, even though it is sometimes, 
a scheduling challenge to get DevRel folks on this <laughs> blog, or sorry, on this podcast. Blogs, I'm sure, are difficult too. Um, but well, as, you, as you could tell, because it's just the two of us, there's a scheduling challenge getting all the yeah, posts indeed. on the show. And, and talking about like travel and being international, like two of our co-hosts are, one is in Berlin and one is somewhere in Asia, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. So, I, but I do think that like, there's no lack of like desire to think through the, like the best, the ways to push the industry forward collectively. Right. And, and I don't, I don't think there has to be. Um, I don't think it's necessary that we say there's only one way to, to move forward. Um, one of the positive things that came out of the horror that is San Francisco, the Silicon Valley is the concept of disruption and doing things many different ways, not the same way all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say that it's a horror because a lot of that ended up being, we're going to disrupt everything and change the way we look at things. And it really ended up being, we're all going to do the same thing, which is get money from VCs and run off with it. Um, but enough of that bitterness. Um, I think if, if, if we got locked into the idea of one way of doing DevRel, this industry never would have got to the point where we called it DevRel. You know, neither Giryan nor Mary would have ever written a book. Because mm-hmm. um, what's the point? It was flash in the pan. Um, but we have this constantly evolving thing, which I know some people are like, I just wish it would stabilize and I could, I knew it was dependable and I could do my job the way that I've always done my job. Um, but I actually kind of revel in the, the constantly changing nature of what we do. It keeps the job exciting. I don't want to stop doing it. Yeah, that's an interesting point. Like I was just, you just made me think sort of, and it's a similar conversation that's happening in um, sort of more of the community manager space, um, but around c- career path and like generally accepted like progression and milestones. Mm-hmm. That's both in community management and in DevRel and in, you know, people like me or a combination of both. Um, that kind of is a challenge, but at the same time, because of the constantly changing nature and diversity of folks doing this and doing it in their ways, um, I almost don't necessarily want it to become a super clear path because then it will be predictable and, right. you know, not the Where's kind the of job I that? want, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but at the same time, like if we're, especially as a, you know, underrepresented person in tech and you needing to advocate for yourself to get the salary you need and uh, the salary you deserve, um, having that sort of path and the associated expectations for different titles can be helpful. So it's like, how do we balance that with all of this diversity of humans doing cool things with mm-hmm. like actually needing to like do this for a job that recognizes our worth in a, in a, the proper way. Right. Right. And I, and I, I think it's interesting. I mean, it's a change and it isn't just in our industry. I think it's a change that's happening in a lot of different industries. Um, but this whole idea, like we, we've already, Everyone knows we've already moved away from the idea of I get a job at 18 to 22 to 24. I stay in said job till 65. Mm-hmm. Uh, the world doesn't work that way anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, ignoring the fact that, you know, in my case as Americans, I'm going to work until I die because I don't have a choice. There is no retirement. Um, but beyond that, there's the fact that like, I, there's no way I'm going to stay at the same company for the rest of my life. There's no way that, in a lot of cases that that company will even be around for the rest of my life. Uh, yeah. and, and, and that's okay too. Sometimes there's certain things that the world only needs for a brief period of time. 
And I think in DevRel too, like the, the great thing about it constantly evolving is it's, I don't need a new job title. I don't need a path that says I will start by being a technical writer. I will then become a blogger and documentation specialist. I will then become a community manager. Then I will begin speaking. Like I, that lockstep mentality doesn't work here. And I think that maybe that is part of the archetype or the, the personality type that works best with DevRel, someone who can roll with that and be cool yeah. not being in a lockstep situation. Yeah. Um, I wonder though, like what the folk, the, the journey is like for folks who are perhaps more outside the, the realm that we have alluded to a couple of times in this conversation, like uh, technical writer, blogging, speaking, yada, yada, yada. There's other paths in that I don't think we've talked a lot about today, like coming mm -hmm. in from a product manager role. Like uh, actually Amanda did uh, allude to that briefly. Um, but like, how do you now position yourself? Say you're someone who's very experienced in another tangential, tangentially related domain, but you want to enter, you want to, you want to go for a DevRel role um, and you want to be like, paid properly like i'm lucky <laughs> i think i'm lucky because i just happened to be doing this for eight years so now i'm being paid the salary that i feel like is would have been great eight years ago it would have been <laughs> amazing eight years ago my god but yeah i just wonder like how someone would like advocate for themselves wanting to and is there a place for someone who has followed a more traditional path to then suddenly split from it and start to embrace the chaos that is devrel Right. And, and, and I think, and I, I don't have an answer to that question. I should yeah. start by saying that. I think it's but I, I think that Yeah. yeah I, I think it's, it's scary. Like I know that when, when in my personal situation, when a friend of mine came to me and said, we're working at the same company and he said, let's start a community team. And I had a solid job working support, doing some development, um, going out and speaking every once in a while because, you know, people kept asking me to do it and to take, to make that jump, and the first question, you know, my wife had was, where does that job lead? Mm -hmm. How long will it last? Um, the answer so far is about eight years. Um, <laughs> but, you know, at the same time, like that, that was realistic because who, who had heard of doing such a thing? And I think that's something that, that it, it is a, a leap of faith sometimes. Uh, sometimes you don't know, like you want to have it and you're passionate about it, but you don't know if you have it in you until you actually start doing it. Yeah, that was certainly the case for me. Um, because I, I mentioned it before, I did a patchwork of different um, online marketing, much more traditional marketing roles in the, in the aughts. And then at the end of the aughts, I suddenly had this opportunity to work for this API product company. And I was like, I don't know anything about this. And yeah. this is a, comp a tiny three-person startup that just got um, a not huge amount of investment that hopefully the runway will you know, prove yeah. itself over time. Um, and so it was a, a tremendous risk. Um, but yeah, I uh, feel like it paid off pretty well. I, I was very lucky with timing and I still, that's why I said in the episode as well is that I, I still think that window is open, that the timing is good for folks to be starting in this industry now, if they um, embrace the chaos as it were. Right. Yeah. And I think it's up to folks like us to, to, to reach out, grab those hands and kind of pull them up. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, yeah. that's, that might be a good place to, to go. Um, Feels right. yeah. Uh, I mean the one I'll, I'll add my one concern because I know that we have an episode on it coming up. So watch mm. this awesome transition. Uh, <laughs> the one concern I have about the way DevRel works, and this is from my perspective as an older gentleman in the tech industry, not in, you know, in comparison to the rest of the population, but in tech, um, 
when does ageism come into play? When mm. do you age out of DevRel? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something I know we're going to touch on, but so, you know, something to think about for all you people out there until next time. Uh, but yeah, so this has been the after pulse. We'll see you next month. Ciao. You've been listening to the after pulse to find out more or to check out past episodes, go to communitypulse.io or look for Community Pulse wherever you get your podcast. The After Pulse is hosted by Mary Thangval at Mary underscore Grace on Twitter. SJ Morris at Sarah Jane Morris on Twitter. Jason Hand at Jason Hand on Twitter. And PJ Haggerty at Asplenic on Twitter. You can find Community Pulse on Twitter at at community underscore pulse. Thanks for listening.